this is Molly Southgate. And Martha Southgate. And Rob Southgate. And we're from the Ever After the Once Upon a Time podcast. When we're not battling the evil queen or hanging out with Mr. Gold, we're listening to Step Marketing Bridge. Episode of Set Lessing Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and as we record, it is 8.01, October 3rd, Eastern Time, and Peter Chianka and I are saying we wish we were on Broadway, but... If we can't be on Broadway, there's nowhere I'd rather be than talking to Peter, my favorite and the best Springsteen blogger in the universe. How you doing, Peter? Well, thank, you so, thank you so much, Jesse. I'm doing well. And I, yes, I feel the same way. I, if I can't be there, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I um, and we're going to talk a little bit. We've actually got a pretty full agenda tonight. I won't keep you too long, but uh, we're going to talk about Springsteen. We're going to lightly touch on the whole verified fan debacle and Mm -hmm. uh you know and kind of the very small percentage of people that i think have showed their rear end on this whole process kind of talk about our hopes i understand you have a quiz to share with me i do but uh we both wanted to start um with a major passing um as we talk about this today it is, I guess, officially, it happened early this morning that uh, they pronounced Tom Petty dead. Uh, I know it was a, there was a lot of confusion about him being ill and in the hospital and false reports, but the bottom line is he has moved on to the next plane, and uh, I got to tell you, I'm a little sad. Yeah, this one, this one really hits hard. You know, and I we've obviously lost a lot of um, big names in the music business and and elsewhere in the last couple of years. And I, you know, Bowie, Prince. I mean, it goes it goes on and on. This one for me is the most personally crushing, at least partially because I just saw him, just saw him in concert in July. Uh, couldn't have been better. And it really drives home what we've lost um, when somebody is is at that much on the top of his game. Um, at that stage stage in his life, I think that's one of the reasons it's such a shock. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. You know, um, I, I went to high school. I graduated high school in 77, so the Eagles were a major part of my life. And Hotel California is still one of my favorite CDs that I will put in and listen from the beginning. So when Glenn Fry died, I felt the same way. I, I recognized the greatness of you know, David Bowie, and I certainly felt the loss of Prince, but that was a really touching personal thing to me. And I kind of feel the same way about Tom Petty. He is someone that amazing string of fantastic songs. Um, and I just think it's, it's, it's a, it's a personal loss. I feel like to me as well. Right, and I think, and I think you'll find a lot of overlap between uh, Springsteen fans and Petty fans. Well, everybody's a Petty fan, first of all. Yes. So you'll find overlap between him and and everyone else. Um, but Bruce, in particular, and I think they they touched on a lot of the same themes. I, I think he wasn't necessarily as lyrically ambitious as as Bruce, who particularly earlier in his career, um, you know, Tom Petty never really did that epic song that you know Bruce was known for and in the early portion of his career, but he was 
way he would sing songs sort of about, you know, how you need to keep on keeping on. Yeah. You know, they weren't so much about escape or, um, you know, these big themes. It was about life, about regular life that you felt like you were living. And I think they're similar in that way in many, in many respects. Um, I also think uh, Tom was better than Bruce at writing a hit song. Yes. It's, you know, just heard on the radio. And, you know, I, I read a, one statistic. It's like one out of every 25 songs you hear on uh, rock radio, classic rock radio, is by Tom Petty. They're, they're everywhere. And, um, you know, at least we'll have that going forward. And I'm very grateful that I got to see him, you know, on this last tour. And he seemed so grateful. I think that was another thing. That every time he spoke to the audience... He just seemed so genuinely grateful uh, that we were there. Mm-hmm. That we still appreciated his music, and that you don't get that from from every artist. So that's a, that's another reason I think it, it's so sad in so many ways. You know, I a good friend of mine, um, Sam, uh, went and saw him a few years ago, and he was sitting in my office at work, and he said, "I, you know, I said, how was the show?" And he says, "You know, the hardcore Tom Petty fan probably hated it." because it was filled with hits and songs. He said, because, you know, um, Sam is a little bit of a snob with Springsteen, and he would prefer, you know, hearing uh, Thundercrack versus Another Time, Born to Run. I mean, you know, he wants all the obscure. And he says, the hardcore Petty fan probably was like, oh, I can't believe it. He says, but it was everything I wanted to hear. and so I never did get to see him perform live. So that's kind of a regret of mine, though. Um, his "Don't Back Down" uh, did make my um, F Cancer playlist. Uh, right. You know, I, I just love that song, and I I love Johnny Cash's version of it, the cover of that, um, mm-hmm. which is another thing uh, Bruce and Tom Petty have in common is, uh, you know. Toward the end of his career, you know, Cash covered songs of theirs and kind of made him his own. Um, I was really touched by Bruce's, um, you know, on his website and on his official Twitter, you know, how he talked about he was a brother and how much he loved and is going to miss him. Right. I mean, they, they worked together surprisingly little, given that you feel like they're two people who would be traveling in the same circles, and Bruce did work with so many people just showing up on stage with them in, in various things. And I think some of these are only three or four times um, that they performed together over the years. But it sounds like there was a kinship there. And I uh, called them, you know, they felt like a long-lost brother whenever they did get together. And I could definitely see how that would be. Yeah, I agree. In fact, you know, Peter, I'm, you know, I'm, I was, scr- you know, digging through the internet. I'm like, okay, let me try to find a clip of them two singing together so I can use that as the introduction. And it is not, as of this point, I have not found them two performing together. Uh, you know, on a big, like a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame where there's, you know, 25 people on stage. But um, I just knew there'd be something where they would have performed together, and I couldn't find one, at least on video. Right. There's a, there's a few uh, photos rolling around the web. He did a one of the um, Bridge School concerts. Um, I think that was 1990, you know, and certainly not, not a lot in uh, recent years. But um, but still, I'm sure those the, the people who were at those shows today are saying, wow, I'm yeah. glad I got to see that. Now, um I don't know if this is a true story, but when's that ever stopped from sharing a good story? Um, supposedly, um, before Tom Petty was going to play at the No Nukes, um, someone pulled him inside and said, okay, you're going to hear a lot of boos, and they're not <laughs> booing, they're saying Bruce. And Petty supposedly said, is there really a difference? <laughs> I heard that story. From someone other than you, so it must be true. Now I've heard it from two two different sources. And I just think that says everything about, you know, Petty's sense of humor. I and mean, if it's not true, I want it to be true. Because he's true. It's like, you know, it doesn't matter whether they're saying Boo or Bruce. The bottom line is they're wanting me to get off the stage so they can hear <laughs> right. Springsteen. Right. They don't want you. Yeah. They and so you. I just love that story. And, and uh, I'm glad to know someone else shared it with you, too. So... Uh, uh, that's great. Um, so anyway, we a good thought to his um, 
friends and family and fans. Um, it is a sadder world without him uh, performing. And it it brings the touch. And as we're recording, my wife is walking through here. And she has said many times, um, when Bruce passes, I'm really worried about how you're going to handle it, Jesse. And well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of us have had that. Every time something like this happens, and, and this one especially, um, has has got us thinking that. And we're all sort of rationalizing why, you know, Bruce will be out there till he's 100. Yes. You know, it's like, well, you know, Bruce never did drugs. Yeah. And, you know, he's, he's been working out since yeah. his 30s. It's all those pictures of him in gyms talking to strange women. All he does is go to the gym. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he'll he'll be doing this yeah. another thirty years. You know, we're just going to keep telling ourselves that. You know, Jim. What's um, really funny is I was at Dragon Con, which is this major science fiction pop culture convention at Labor Day, and both Stan Lee and William Shatner is there. And um, I have a good friend Tom who said Shatner was starting to show his age. And while Stan Lee, who is in his 90s, is just has aging like he is taken, you know, inter- the eternal youth serum. And he's right, like, right. you know, and and Tom, who adores William Shatner, is like, I just want him to age the same way that Stan Lee is gracefully. I don't want to see him in a walker. I don't want to see him, you know, I even though I acknowledge that his age. And I think that's, you know, we... Uh, you know, Bob Dylan is still touring, and he is touring with a lot of, um, you know, a lot of ex- energy. And and though his set list is pretty stable, um, you know, I have talked to fans of his that say his show is still it is Bob, and he feels the, you know, the love and the magic that Dylan does. And so our hope is that Bruce continues to age that way. Yes, I mean. If there is a candidate for somebody who is going to be out there at 85, even if he's you know sitting sitting on a um, on a bench or or a chair or uh, you know with his guitar and doing his thing, Bruce is is the number one candidate. I mean, he has he you know taken care of himself. His whole goal, his whole life, his whole career was to be able to keep doing this, and you know that meant taking care of himself. That meant you know, avoiding the drugs when everybody, literally yes. everybody yes. around him must have been involved in that scene in rock and roll in the, in the 70s and 80s. Um, and, and I do believe that, that he has made it a point in his life. And I remember reading an interview with him back in the Born in the USA days where he talked about how he was giving up, you know, a diet of, you know, ringdings and, and hamburgers. Because, you know, I want to be doing this for a long time. And, that, you know, that was when he had just gotten bulked up, you know, and he was right. talking about why, um, how that came about. And, so, and that struck me even then. It's not something you necessarily heard from a rock star, um, you know, in that era. So he's, you know, certainly his goal to keep going. I think that's a, a, a safe bet. And we can only hope that, you know, you know that he lives and, and is well. Yes, <laughs> all absolutely. Of our absolutely. Um you you do a great job of keeping the blog relevant um i i'm not i'm not um making light of how much work it is while bruce is touring it's still a lot of work but it, there is at least a lot more material to draw from when he is not touring um you sometimes have to get a little more creative and I always enjoy and, and love how you do find things to talk about in the blog and things to share. Um, Thank you. Um, Broadway, though, must have been like, okay, I've got a little something fun to talk about now. <laughs> yes, it is. There, there's always a period. It's been ever briefer in recent years. Yes. Because um, I remember there, you know, it, it started, you know, the blog is actually, believe it or not, going to be 10 years old in November. Congratulations. In, thank you. Yes, I started it in November of 2007. And I remember after the Magic Tour ended, like, oh, well, now, now what? <laughs> yes. It, it could be three years before we ever hear from him again. Well, of course, you know, he went right into working on a dream and, from there on, he basically has never stopped. Right. So, you know, it's almost as if I planned it. Yeah, <laughs> if exactly. If I had started it five years earlier, you know, it might not have been as, uh, he, he when he wasn't quite as prolific. 
um, I would have had much less to write about. But there's always that period in between tours where you're trying to do, um, trying to keep people interested and the news isn't out there. So that's when you're doing the retrospectives and uh, the quotes and the, you know, the pictures and the contests. Yeah. And, but it, it keeps it fun. But yes, when he announced this, because um, none of us, when it, when it was a rumor, I mean, it was a, it was a story in the New York Post, which is a little better than a rumor, but not quite fact. Exactly. If you grew up in New York reading the New York Post, you know it's not necessarily quite fact, which I did. Um, so we were a little skeptical. Is this really going to happen? This sounds, you know, a little, little weird, but uh, gave us a little hope that, that something different was coming. And sure enough, here it is. And um, it has been interesting. I know it's not going to be the same as a tour, presuming he stays true to his um, insistence that it's going to be basically the same show every night. Not much interest in a you know the daily set list when the show never changes. Yeah, but um, but it's still it's it's you know he's out there he's performing he's doing something new and we're definitely going to want to follow it and, and see where it goes. Yeah, I, I agree, Peter. I I do think um, you know he's promised he has kind of said that the set list will be fairly static and I personally think that is a great thing because that in my mind gives us a better chance of them filming it. Uh, for a HBO special or for a DVD Blu-ray release. Um, you know, it could be uh, maybe even a, um, you know, a pay-per-view, you know, or something like that that we could see. Um, I do think it is, we have um, hundreds if not thousands of fans saying, handing, give, take my money, I want to see this. Um, however... Um, with Tom Petty, uh, you know, I, I could just see Bruce, well, I'm going to break my rule the very first night because I want to <laughs> do a song for him. Uh, there is um, much chatter about that, I noticed today yes. um, online. And, yeah, we'll see. It'll be hard, I think, given how he um, supposedly has structured it yes. to fit that in somewhere. I, I, I'm sure he will acknowledge it in some way. But, yeah, we'll see. It'll be, it'll be yeah. interesting. One thing we know about Bruce, no matter what he says, um, I remember him going back to the, I'm pretty sure it was the reunion tour, okay, so so 99, um, he was doing interviews in advance of that, and he said, you know, I just want to warn you, I'm not that young anymore, don't expect these three-hour shows, (laughs) Uh, you know, we're, we're all getting up there. Uh, and of course, within uh, you know a month, he was going for three hours, and they, every tour got longer. And in his last tour, at age sixty-seven, he's doing you know in sixty-six, he's doing four-hour shows. Yes. So um, he, you know, he he always wants to do more, and he does. I don't know if it's boredom or just the fact that he he wants to engage um, the audiences in, in different ways. But um, he, we all know about his tendency to mix things up. So it'll be interesting to see if he can. Um, keep it the way he's planned it out for the entire run or if, or if it does morph over that time. Yeah, I, I thought it was fascinating in the Times article that the writer made the joke that you've never had a regular job and this is your first job where you have to be somewhere, you know, five nights a week. And, you know, Bruce embraced that and says, yeah, I guess this is my first, you know, regular job. <laughs> right. um, well, he tell you on his last, you know, on this... Um, most recent tour, well, the River Tour, but when it had sort of morphed into the book preview tour yeah. at the end, and he was doing the old material and telling the stories, and he talked about how he needed money to buy his first guitar, and he so he um, uh, we got paid fifty cents an hour to tar his uncle's roof or something, you know, something yeah. like that, you know, and it was ninety degrees, and, it, and took him all summer. He said, "So I got the money for the guitar, and I quit the only honest work I would ever do in my life." Yes, and. Until now, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because now he has to show up, and that's the other thing too. I mean, Bruce. This is what my wife, wife always says. She is scarred by him showing up. I mean, he doesn't show up Guns and Roses late, but you know that seven thirty on the ticket doesn't really mean much. No, to Bruce. no. You know, eight fifteen, eight thirty. Yeah. Um, but this is Broadway. I think he's going to have to. Yeah. Have not time, and um, it's it's a different animal, and I think that speaks to sort of you know the. Some, a lot of people are upset about the prices and um, sort of the whole process, which I guess are two two sort of discrete um, issues. But it is not a, a concert. It's not what we're used to. It's something new yeah. and different 
and it's going to have different rules. Absolutely. Um, you know, they're not going to allow signs. Um, there's no pit. Um, you know, there should be, I certainly think there will be applause and I could see, you know, a standing ovation when he comes out on stage, but, you know, it is a very different venue and there are different rules. Um, you know, I, my second ever Bruce show was the Devils and Dust tour and, and I loved that show. I I felt like he was, you know, in either a, either a living room or even a college lecture hall where he was like, okay, let me explain you this, how I wrote these songs and what I was thinking for. Um, so I am, I am very eager to hear this. I, I thought it was funny. Someone on one of the Facebook pages, um, Bruce book or spring nuts or one of them, you know, no spoilers. I want to, I, I don't want to be spoiled with the set list. And I was like, okay, posting set list is like as Bruce is born in the USA or born to run. I mean, you know, uh, I, I don't think um, you're going, I, I just didn't catch that. I didn't understand that kind of mentality. Um, you're going to have to stay off the internet. It's kind of like, don't tell me the score. I know the game right. ended an hour ago, but you, you know, <laughs> right, I taped it. Yeah, don't tell me. exactly. Yeah, it's that like, never works. it never works. Um, I don't want to spend a lot of time, but I did want your perspective. Um, I got standby twice, uh, never had a chance to purchase tickets. Um, I'm okay because I live in Dallas, Texas. And I started putting the numbers together, you know, even if I got $200 tickets, well, that's $400 for two seats, airline tickets for my wife and I, you know, we talked about not spending a hotel room, just flying in, going to the show, staying all night at the airport and flying back the next day. Um, I did kind of silly, but dreaming. I said, you know, if someone gave me a ticket... Um, how long is it to drive from Dallas, Texas to the Walter Kerr Theater? Um, 23 hours and like 18 minutes. So mm-hmm. <laughs> according to my map app on my phone, um, I'm like, well, you know, I could, I, I have the vacation time. I could, you know, split it up in a day or and a half. And so um, do you have tickets? I, I don't. And um, I, it's funny, you know, right when they, they, we're going on sale. I had just paid the first, my first ever college tuition bill for my daughter, who was a freshman, and I said to myself, and I did exactly what you did. I said, "All right, let's add up the minimum that yes. this show would cost me," um, and it, it was a lot of money. And, yes. Um, and and I'm in a better position because I'm in Boston and I could drive there uh, much much more easily, but. Um, so at the time, I was like, you know what, it's, it's, um, it's, it, this, is, this one's probably not going to be in the cards for me. But I will, I'll be honest with you, since yesterday, with Petty, and thinking about this, I'm thinking, that's it, I don't care about the tuition, I'm getting a ticket to the yeah. thing, <laughs> and I'm going to go, because you know, what if I miss it and I regret it later? Um, so we'll see, I might start doing the lotteries and well, see where that you know where that goes, but I, but I, it, and I, and I know a ton of people who who are traveling from great distances. I, I, they don't have kids in college, I guess, but yeah, it's um, it, I could see both sides. I could see yeah, it being worth any amount of money, and then I could also see being realistic about it and saying, you know, this is it's, it's a great opportunity, but I have a carpet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I remember. Um, there was a documentary about Brian Wilson finishing Smile and uh, Beautiful Dreamer. And at the end, they showed him performing it live in London. And they interviewed fans that had flown all over the world to see Brian do Smile. Um, and I even understand that more because it was, at the time, one of very few performances. They did not know he was going to tour and other things. Um, so I get the, um, I get the passion. I understand certainly the disposable income. If you have it, what a better way to spend it, to go and and see this. And I do think it's going to be something pretty special. 
Um, and yes, if I was living as close as you, I'd be signing up for the lottery every time. In fact, I actually went to the lottery page and I said, okay, $75 tickets, that's not bad, but would I have enough time to try to, well, last minute airline tickets are just going to be way expensive. And then you're like, would I get enough notice that I could, you know, kind of, you know, get a couple tickets and find a buddy or my wife and go, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll take turns driving so that we can, you know, do this massive road trip. So, um, good luck. I hope you do get some tickets on the uh, lottery. That would be amazing. You figure if you if you win that, that's the, some greater power is saying that you are destined yes. to see this to see this show. Absolutely, that's how, that's how you justify the uh, the credit card bill. Yeah, um, I do not have a problem with the price. Um, I I lean to be a little more socially liberal and maybe fiscally conservative po- politically mm-hmm. wise, and I just I I think the you know the market is what the market is and. Um, I realize Hamilton has a lot more people to pay than just Bruce, but if that's the going rate for a top-notch Broadway show, why wouldn't they charge that? Right. Well, I think it's it's a couple of things. I think first of all, it's probably more expensive than than we all think. I mean, it is still a Broadway theater in the heart of Manhattan. Right. There are costs involved. Um, you know, you're not going to charge. 50 bucks, you know, for, for a show like that, uh, in that area. It's not, yeah. you know, at the downtown theater in Akron. Um, this is, you yeah. know, this is some upscale, uh, real estate we're talking about. Um, so, you know, so there's, there's that factor and, um, uh, you know, but, but beyond that, it's, it's like I said before, well, it, well, like you said about the market, uh, there's clearly been a conscious decision to, you know, have Bruce Inc. get money that has previously gone to the scalpers. Yes. And, and I totally get that. They, they know that if they put these tickets out for $100 each, they're going to be going for $1,500 on StubHub, and someone else is getting that um, that money. And, you know, so if, you know, as you say, the, this is not unusual for that caliber of show in that area on Broadway. Um, he does have some, you know, very limited number of less expensive seats available it's just it's just hard because of his man of the people image right um but but i i think looking at it completely logically um it you know it does make sense to, to price it that way but beyond that i think like we were talking about before you know he's trying to establish these new ground rules yes um that this you know not so much what the show is but what it isn't it yes. isn't the concert you're used to Right. It's more expensive. It's classier. <laughs> I yeah. need people to dress up and be very quiet and don't yell Thunder Road every right. five minutes. I'm going to get the Thunder Road. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, so I think by you know pricing it like like an upscale Broadway production, that sort of sets the tone going in that this is is going to be that type of performance and not what you're used to. Yeah, I, I agree. And one of the things that, um. I was talking to a Bella who had been on the show with me before last night for an episode coming up. And I said that I spent some time, you know, I go to different science fiction conventions and I was lucky enough to walk with an actress that had been on a fairly successful um, sci-fi show. I won't say her name because not that anyone's listening that would care, but just (laughs) this was a private conversation. And she was talking about that um, someone near her about the same level of success was charging less for an autograph. And she said that, um, she said, we try to get in the same range because you don't want to water down the product, you know? And um, and I thought that was interesting, too, because you could see, you know, Bruce is a premier. This is a premier Broadway show. You wouldn't want to water down the value of something like that. Um, so, yeah, I'm OK with it. I I, I had the a one g- thing is, that yeah, it, doesn't it kill you a little bit that they give an entire orchestra, you know, full of 
you know, these bankers and fat cats off the record ball album. Yes. <laughs> thinking about yes. the first, you know, the first Ted Rose. You just yes. hate those guys. You want to yeah. <laughs> and but, you're like, but that aside, yeah, I well, can see why, and it's okay. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, um, you're so vain, you probably think the song is about you. <laughs> you know, the, right. the fat cat bankers are sitting there going, yeah, sing it, Bruce. And you're like, you realize he's talking about you, don't you? <laughs> Uh, yes. Uh, I also, um, on another post, when they announced how much money he made last year through the River Tour, and, you know, it was some ungodly amount, and someone said, no one should make that much money. And I said, what do you suggest? Him not tour as much? I mean, we're already all complaining that he's taken these months off and he isn't touring again. I mean, that's what the market is. And, you know, they were not, concert tickets were not obscenely expensive the way these Broadway shows are. So I, I, which leads to my other question, some people you just can't make happy. (laughs) Well, that is definitely true. And it's the same, that's the same argument that you hear a lot, especially recently, about the, the professional athletes. Right. Um, the, the money is coming in. So, um, and it doesn't, because of these market issues, it's just not feasible to suddenly make all the tickets $15. Because right. Bruce doesn't mind losing money because he doesn't need it. I, I mean, it's just, unfortunately for us, that's not how the world works. Yeah. And, I, and I do think he's done a very good job of keeping his ticket prices lower than they could have been yes. based on what other um, high-caliber acts were asking for. But, you know, it's, it, it sort of is what it is um, to a certain extent. And, and you're right. Why shouldn't the artist, the creator, or in the case of, the, um, of, of sports, the athlete whose skills are, are enabling you know, us to watch this level of play, yeah. get the fruits of their labor, so to speak, um, now, whether or not it's, it's good for society, I guess that's a question for the philosophers. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> there, are, there are more than a few of those on the Internet. So absolutely. Um, so you did a, um, a pretty good blog about this whole Ticketmaster thing, and um, I, I hope I'm getting this right, but you, among other people, said this verified fan was just the wrong name. Um, because it it implies that you somehow your level of fandom should help determine if you get a ticket or not. Right, which is which is not a horrible idea, but that's not what it did. And right. I don't think they even really made much pretense about um, doing that. I think some, um, you know, what, what they remember that Saturday Night Live um, yeah. comedian sketch. What ad wizard came up with that one? Yes. You know, <laughs> Somebody said, oh, I know, we'll call it Verified Fan. You know, and that's how, what they, they should have called it Verified Human. Yes. Because that, that was the whole point was to keep it out of bots that were, you know, these illegal programs that were scooping up tickets by the hundreds um, and just determining, okay, you're a human being, here's your chance to buy a ticket. But by calling a Verified Fan, it made a lot of people upset. It's sort of muddying the waters a little bit where people, like, apparently, like Taylor Swift is having her fans buy hoodies, and the more hoodies right. you buy, the better chance you get. I mean, that's kind of crazy. Yes. You know, Bruce was not doing that. I think no. it was more of a, we're going to make sure you're human. And having said that, so I think it's a good idea if you if you approach it on that level. Don't make it like you're making any judgment, but you're making sure that humans are getting them and not scalpers. Um you know, there's a lot of people upset. You know, I, I wish I at least had the chance to buy a ticket, but they, because they didn't get a verified code, they couldn't right. even even try. Um, and, and, you know, I guess I'm torn about that. I think the code is a great idea if you get one. Right. <laughs> if you don't get one, it seems like a horrible idea. Well, and uh, there's not a lot of in-between there. But I, I could see that the, having been, and as I'm sure you have, through one disastrous on sale after another yeah. know, through various platforms over the years. You know, if this is going to keep, you know, keep the system from crashing, allow more real people to get real seats, I think in the end, you know, sort of getting turned away um, at the beginning of the process um, is probably no worse than not getting tickets at the end of the process. But if it 
enables those other things to happen, it's probably worth it. Well, Peter, what my concern is, or the problem I have, is the people that take it as a personal insult that they (laughs) didn't get. I've been a fan since 77. And I'm like, okay, I get that. But um, it is... and, you know, it's been a long, long year since I've taken high school math. But there is this, you know, X amount of tickets available, and there's X times 100 of people who want tickets. Someone's going right. to be and, disappointed. And I understand sort of psychologically you want to feel like you're getting that chance to buy them. But in reality, when when it's that lopsided, you're not really getting a chance. Most people aren't really getting a chance. You're you're a little signal. Yes. It's not even making it through the noise. Right. Um, to to get to the point where you know you even have a chance, which is why you know two minutes into it on sale, it's sold out, or you can't get through, or whatever. And, so uh, you know, so yeah. I, I think it, it's fine to come up with a different way. And um, I don't know if you saw Ann Haynes, who writes for for the blog, um, did a did a really nice post about an experience she had just a, um, a few days ago uh, buying tickets for John Prine, which are not as in, in as demand, even though he's a fine artist. Yes. Um, and But they use the same system, and as she pointed out in her post, it, it looks like they're, they're already tweaking it. it. It didn't use the verified fan um, mm-hmm. you know, nomenclature when she got her, um, her um, registration, you know, went through. Yeah. She said, uh, it said... Congratulations! You've been identified as a an actual human. I don't know yeah, what yeah, term exactly, yeah. but it stayed away from the whole verified fan thing and just said we verified that you're not a, a, a scalper or a robot, so you have a chance. And not only that, then not only um, did they send her a code, they sent a text offering her to, a chance to buy the tickets right then. We have two tickets reserved in row W. Uh, respond yes to purchase. Nice. So, yeah. So this is new. Yeah. Like, wait, wait, wait. When did they? When did they start doing this? Now it turns out she she didn't get them, and when she went to look on the site, there were better tickets available. So her her concern, you know, she said, if I wanted to be cynical, I think they're trying to unload the <laughs> less good tickets by right. texting people who don't want to pass up the opportunity. But regardless, they're trying new things. I mean, I you know, I'm not going to sit here and say nice things about Ticketmaster. They've caused me a lot of misery. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. But. Good for them for at least trying something new. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, have you have you seen the leaked of what they, you know, possibly the set list or the journey he's taking? Have you read any of that? Or are you trying to say spoiler free? No, I did. Well, I read the, the Times um, interview, which I thought was, was very good. I thought so, too. And, and, and I did, um, yeah, and I have looked at the, the sort of sample set list that... Um, that came out, and they were, you know, pretty much as I, I would have predicted <laughs> yeah. if I could have come up with um, a set list for, for this type of show. Um, obviously, some very personal songs, you know, The Wish is on there, um, which is which is his his song about his mother, and My Father's House, which which he, he I don't, has very rarely performed, right. you know, so they're, they're um, you, you could definitely see how the narrative must, um, mm-hmm. you know, must move throughout this this piece um based on the the song but i think that's why it's not so much a spoilery thing to worry about because the show is going to be how he ties it together not the song. yes We've i agree heard most of these songs we've heard most of them done acoustically even if not in concert we've heard recordings of them right you know, it, it, it would be very easy to picture these 15 songs being performed in a row like yeah. we're sitting on a stage at a piano <laughs> Or, well, or with his guitar, but it's, with the, what, it's the glue holding it together that's right. what's going to make this show. Yeah, I mean, I really think, Peter, that you know, you could, if you had a lot of patience, you know, download the audio of his biography, and if you had patience <laughs> to cut and paste, you know, acoustical versions of songs with you know passages, you could probably do a two-hour. Here's what I think the show is going to be, um, yep. and. But I was asked by my lovely bride, Linda, because I ended up going to four River shows where he did the whole album. And she said, were you bored? 
the same show. And I said, no, the songs I don't like on the river, I still didn't like the fourth time I heard it. The songs <laughs> I loved, I loved even more. And there were a couple songs that, um, like, I kind of liked Independence Day, but when I heard it live, it became one of my favorite songs. You know, I just love that moment, the idea of Bruce the father is now singing this song from a different perspective that he might he might be the father sitting there in the dark talking to one of his younger sons um so so i would think the same thing that um this you know there have been times you i i've watched movies over and over again i think all of us have and there are certain movies that I, I don't even though I own a DVD of it if it's on TV and I happen to go through it I get sucked in almost immediately and watch the movie. So oh, yeah. I what yeah. is that? I do that too. Yeah. Like I could pull out this DVD any day of my life but because I flipped it through this other channels I have to watch yeah. it. And and I think that's I hope that's what the show is going to be that this him telling the story and such will be something pretty amazing. All right, Peter, you have, not only did you write a beautiful summary of this, but I believe you have a quiz for me, correct? I, I do. Well, so we decided how, how you know, okay, if the verified fan thing uh, isn't how we're going to get in, uh, you know, to determine who is going to be allowed to get tickets, what should be the determination? And I decided it should be a quiz, but not a trivia quiz. It's gonna, it has to be a personality quiz to show just how Bruce-centric are you? Um, and if you get the, the high score, then we will allow you, Ticketmaster will allow you to buy tickets. So we came up with this, and tons of people did it. It was, it was a lot of fun. So I don't know if you had a chance, so I will I, well, go through I, it. Yes, I, I want to go through it, but the first off is um, I did it a couple of times. Um, I, I tried to do it to win, you know, and then I did it, the first time I did it, truly trying to answer with my heart you know the actual this is how i would feel and um and so i'm curious you know how did you pick the different questions and how did you pick the scenario and is there i don't want to betray the magic but is there um points behind and is that how you figure out or Yes, basically, well, you know, of course I made it up off, all, all off the top of my head. It is not, as they say, um, results are not scientific. Yeah, okay, very nice. <laughs> and um, I, I just sort of went through scenarios, um, you know, they got increasingly more ridiculous as I continued to write the questions. <laughs> and I tried to have one that was like the possible answer for... Um, the casual fan, one for the complete lunatic fan, and a couple, a couple in between. Okay. And then some of them are just, just for laughs. So, okay, very uh, good. And, and I'm also not 100% at all lines up correctly at the end, but I say, oh, but what the heck. All um, right, so that sounds good. Um, all right, so I am ready. I will take Bruce Springsteen for 100, Alex. Okay, here we go. 15 questions, but they're going to go by fast. Okay. All right. When you heard about Springsteen on Broadway, you A, thought it sounded interesting, B, immediately started searching for on-sale dates and ticket prices, C, began working your online network of Springsteen cronies for more information, or D, cried, fainted, and rented your garments, not necessarily in that order. Um, B. B. Okay. Um, question two. Which of these would you most prefer for a downtime activity? A, listening to Springsteen music, B, devising versions of the ultimate Springsteen playlist on Spotify, C, taking the Springsteen tour of the Jersey Shore, or D, standing in front of Springsteen's childhood home in the rain until picked up by local police. So I, I, I thought about my first instinct, and I apologize, listeners, but we are going to discuss some of these questions. Um, you know, my first instinct is A, but I was lucky enough in August when I went up there and saw the second show, the August 25th show, that next day I did Stan's tour of the Jersey Shore and truly a magical um, day to see all that. So I'm going to pick C. Very good. And, and uh, if you haven't heard the story, um, it was Bob Dylan who was uh, picked up by local police um, caught in the rain near Bruce's childhood <laughs> home wandering around his neighborhood. Uh, before a concert he was doing in New Jersey. So you'd be in good company if you picked that one. Very nice. Okay, next question. Uh, pick a place to live. 
A, Los Angeles, California, B, Asbury Park, New Jersey, C, Freehold, New Jersey, or D, Jungle Land? <laughs> um, so I picked um, Asbury Park. Um, I thought Jungle Land should be the one that would get me higher points. But once again, I was trying to truly answer what I would thought. So, very, I, I, yeah. Very good. Yeah, you can't game the system. It's exactly. It's got to be what, what it is. All right. Mary, Queen of Arkansas is A, a Springsteen song, I think, B, the weakest song off Springsteen's first album, C, a striking, if problematic, example of Springsteen's early songwriting, or D, an underappreciated masterpiece like many of his masterpieces, of which there are many. So I debated between B and C, and I decided to go on B. Please don't hate me if you love that song. Not a favorite of yours. That's no. a, you are, you are, uh, there are plenty of others. That's, yes. that's how that got in there. It's a, it's a common thought. Yes. All right, this one is simply mathematical. How many Springsteen concerts have you been to? A, less than five. B, six to 20. C, 21 to 100. Or D, I lost count after I went bankrupt and my spouse kicked me out. So I loved that question. Um, I think there, all of us would like to be at D, but I am actually at B. I am at 15 shows and counting. I, too, am at B. Okay. Let's see. Uh, number six, pick an Avenger. This one's right up your alley. Yes, it is. Iron Man, A, Iron Man, B, Thor, C, Captain America, or D, Bruce Banner, a.k.a. the Hulk. So um, I was really torn between Thor and Captain America, but I ended up, and I'd like to know your thoughts on why you picked that question, but I decided <laughs> Captain America in honor of Roger Staubach who was called Captain America by uh, cowboy fans of the 70s. So I went with Captain America. That, that seems fair. I, I, when, for some reason, I've done several of these quizzes for various um, topics, uh, Bruce-related and non-Bruce-related, for my, for my day job on, yeah. based on uh, local, local, um, local news issues. And then I always have Pick an Avenger as one of my questions. Awesome. Uh, and I just uh, thought, you know, Iron Man, Tony Stark, probably the least Bruce-like. Yes. Um, you know, the diehards might might see uh, Bruce Banner, the tortured soul, yes. as, as the most Bruce-like. But I think, um, you know, I think most of us would, would um, see Captain America as uh, the, the one, the real Bruce counterpart. In yes. Terms of, you know, the, the America that we, you know, carry in our hearts is waiting. That's something Bruce has said and Captain America would say. Yes. So um, so I, too, I, I would choose Captain America, I think. Very nice. All right, number seven. Ticketmaster fails to designate you as a verified fan. You, A, aren't especially surprised it was worth a shot. B, suffer momentary disappointment and then move on with your life. C, begin working your online network of Springsteen cronies for someone with an extra verification code. Or D, cry, faint, and rend your garments, not necessarily in that order. So, um, I... Uh, B, because that is how I reacted when I didn't get a code. I was momentarily distracted when then did not do sour grapes because someone online said, well, you know, he's washed up anyway. He can't perform the way he used to. And I, um, by the way, a friend of mine had ne had heard the phrase sour grapes, but he had never known it was an Aesop's fable. But uh, I truly went, no, I'm disappointed. But, uh, you know, there's a lot more things to be upset about, though I do get the feeling of D, um, a lot of fans did that. Yes, there, there was some rending of garments going yes. on. Okay, number eight, you want to impress a member of the opposite sex, so you show up to your date driving A, a pink Cadillac, B, a 1960 Corvette, C, a 1977 Dodge Challenger, or D, a 69 Chevy, 60, excuse me, 69 Chevy with 396 Fuley heads and a Hearst on the floor. Um, so I decided because I've always, um, secretly wanted a Corvette. So I picked the Corvette. Um, though once again, you know, D seems like the, um, pick me, pick me if you want to be a truly verified fan, though pink Cadillac was close second. Cause that would be kind of fun. It would. You, you really can't go wrong with any of these. Yes, I agree. Um, but uh, I think the Corvette was a good choice. Okay. All right, number nine. Ticket prices for Springsteen on Broadway can be classified as A, prohibitively expensive, B, expensive but not prohibitively, C, justifiable, or D, shut up and take my money. 
<laughs> so um, I would go see. Um, I, I and we've talked about that. I think it's justifiable the price. Now, I may not choose to spend that money, and um, and my wife may question my sanity if we all of a sudden won a you know two thousand dollar scratch off ticket, and I went, okay, this is found money. Let's head to New York. Uh, yep. But <laughs> yes, I would do see. Very good. All right, number ten, another pick. Pick one. Pick okay. a guy to hang out with. Uh, a. Wayne. B. The Magic Rat. C. Joe Roberts. Or D. Le Bing Son. Um, I said Joe Roberts. I think um, he's a stand-up guy, Joe Roberts. Yes, he is, and I just think he would be, you know, um, drinking beers, dancing with Maria. I think he would be a guy that you could enjoy watching a um, pick your favorite team. Cowboys, Patriots, you know, whoever a game with, I think he would be someone you could just have a good conversation with. I, I would pick Joe Roberts. Uh, yeah, I think Wayne and the Magic Rat are both just going to get you in trouble. Exactly. Nothing good's going to come out of right. either of those. And Lei Bing San is just going to um, be fishing for shrimp. Exactly. So, so that's all you got there. Okay, number 11, pick a girl to hang out with. A, Wendy, B, Mary, C, Shaniqua, or D, Puerto Rican Jane. <sighs> So from my perspective, it's Mary or Wendy. Um, and I think I would have gone, I think I will go with Wendy. Interesting. I, I would pay, I pick Mary because I'm a Thunder Road guy, but yes. I can see where you want Wendy. Yes. Um, the fact that I put a picture of Mary Poppins with, with Mary, I don't know if that would affect people's uh, decision there. Well, it's better if you don't see that. No, I actually probably, if now that I think about it, you know, um, I I use the phrase, um, you know, Peter, your column is the Mary Poppins of Collins, practically perfect <laughs> in every way. I, I use that phrase a lot when I want to compliment someone. So probably, who is yeah, the that Wendy? Might you. Yes, it would. Who was the Wendy picture? Uh, Wendy from Peter Pan is, is uh, Ooh. on that one. Who's, Boy, who's both the, of those another, were tough. That's really nice. Another, uh, yes, another Disney. Disney I'm going to stick with Wendy. All right. Okay, number 12. If you could go back in time and appear in, a, appear in a Springsteen video, you would be A, Bruce's son in Glory Days, B, the femme fatale who lives way out in the hills in I'm on Fire, C, the crumbling black and white casino in Atlantic City, or D, Courtney Cox and Dancing in the Dark, even if I had to knock the real Courtney Cox unconscious and take her place like Frank Drebin did to that umpire in The Naked Gun. <laughs> um, Longest act- answer ever. No, I love that. I... I actually would have picked, I wanted to be in the bar scene in Glory Days. I think that would have been great. But um, I would pick Atlantic City. I I think um, that would be the most fitting of kind of enjoying that, the casino and everything. So I would pick Atlantic City. All right. So this one, I, I, I could probably predict your answer for this one, but we'll see what you say. Which of these might best describe you? A, I could see myself doing a Springsteen blog. B, I could see myself doing a Springsteen podcast. C, I could see myself doing a Springsteen news website or fanzine. Or D, I think I may be Dave Marsh. <laughs> so obviously I picked B um, because it's like, okay, Jesse, if there's ever a chance, yes. Uh, so B, I would do a Springsteen podcast. Yeah, Some and, might and say I should learn how to do one, but uh, <laughs> they would be less kind. Okay, we have another pick one. Number 14, pick a Godfather actor. A, Robert Duvall, B, James Caan, C, Robert De Niro, or D, Al Pacino. I, I said Robert Duvall. Um, Interesting. Yes, I, I think Robert Duvall. I liked his quiet, um, you know, confidence and how, you know, he was hurt by a Marlon Brando at times and how he tried to help both Sonny and, uh, you know, the, the other members of the family. So I'd pick them all. All right. You've officially put a lot more thought into this than I have. <laughs> I, I, I was suspicious of that. Now I know, I know that to be true. Okay, number 15. Spring, this is the last question. Springsteen's okay. level of genius and importance can best be compared to A, Bob Dylan, B, Mozart, C, Shakespeare, or D, all of these, and also Jesus. I was very tempted to pick D. Um, I thought this was one of your better questions um, because, you know, 
Brian Wilson is compared to Mozart at times. Um, you certainly have, you know, the new Dylan. Um, so I would probably go with C. I think that's appropriate. Yeah. All right. Cal- it's calculating. Okay. It's calculating your results. All right. Uh, oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Oh, here we go. Okay. It seems you, sir, are a blood brother. Oh, nice. This is this is the this is my my this is what I think people should be shooting for. The description is: You are the ideal Springsteen fan. His music is the soundtrack to your life and your primary hobby. Besides listening to Springsteen music, is pondering the distance between the American dream and the American reality. You deserve front row center, whether you could afford the tickets or not. So what? you would be verified. Wow, uh, we're Ticketmaster. To use this uh, use this quiz now. Had you been a little bit more diehard yes. in your responses, um, you would have got tougher than the rest. That description is not only are you a verifiable Springsteen fan, you might be a certifiable one. <laughs> Between your concert ticket budget, your home decor choices, your New Jersey vacations, and the amount of time you spend online arguing where, whether Mary's dress waves or sways, it may be time for you to seek professional help. And here's here's a. Um, sort of a sad addendum, because obviously I wrote this weeks ago for knowing uh, what the future held. It said, try listening to a Tom Petty album now and again, <laughs> crying out loud. Oh, so a little tribute to Tom. Yes, uh, it is. Very nice. Um, now, what, now, how many levels could you get? Could you get four levels? There were four, right, four okay. different levels. I, okay. I had Dancer in the Dark, which was the, uh, you're a fan, but not a verified fan. Okay. Um, and you are a ramrod, um, saying there are small gaps in your Springsteen knowledge and devotion, but you let your Springsteen fandom be known. Oh, so, nice. Um, so we sort of work our way up the ladder. Yeah. Um, and people, people did seem to have a lot of fun with this. Tons of people responded, and people were on Facebook comparing what they, what they uh, got as a result. So that's that's always fun, and I think that's you know that is something we try to do, that I've always tried to do with the blog is, um, you know, there's a lot of places where you could go to get, you know, links and news and you know rumors, but um, why not have some fun with it? You know, let's let's have a few laughs and enjoy the fact that we all have this shared hobby that we could all enjoy. Now, in most of these things, you know, a lot of the things in this quiz, a lot of the remarks and, and uh, you know, comments I'll make on the blog, so many people would have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about. Yes, absolutely. Funny. Yes. They'd just be scratching their heads. But all of us crazy Bruce fans, could, you know, we get this stuff. So why we not did. have a little fun with oh, it? I totally agree. I I think that's it was wonderful. And I I, I love being a blood brother. I, I, I'm, I'm going to float just all happy tonight uh before i let you go because i have kept you a while how's things going with pet peeves pet peeves is doing well this is the comic strip um i do with a very talented artist dave london um we um actually are being distributed nationally now by um the more content now news service and um hoping to uh get into a few more uh, venues in the coming in the coming months, and we do, um, as you know, have uh, we we do weave uh, Springsteen references in yes. whenever we can. And we had a, um, a a standalone panel this week where um, the little boy in the comic Freddie takes to dressing like Stevie Van Zandt, complete with bandana. Yes. Um, so um, that is only the latest example. I mean, that uh, no matter what I do, I can't get away from it. Well. But, um, I mean, it is a combination of family circus, zits, um, you know, it is just a wonderful kind of combination of this uh, this loving family, and, and the dad has just a little bit of, you know, duh in him, like all of us dads are sometimes. You know, my son said once we were at Subway and uh, we were ordering sandwiches and I just casually, she said, do you want a combo? And I said, no. And I turned over to my son and I said, we've got chips and drinks at the house. Not thinking it was a thing. And he just thought that was the funniest thing ever. And he's like, that's such a dad thing to say. We got drinks and chips at the house. And I was like, 
<laughs> and so they will That's repeat what that. We do. We're always they, looking. We're just looking out for everybody. Exactly. So um, that was, you know, that was you know, four fifty. We didn't have to spend. Exactly, and it's it, it's so. Uh, um, I, I am so pulling for a Kickstarter so I can get a trade paperback. I, I, I just love the strips. I, well, I'm good. You are, you're definitely our number one fan and I will, I will keep you posted. Um, we're definitely looking to, um, sort of take it, take it to the next level, start collecting them and you know, yeah. we'll have the, the t-shirts and the mugs available before you know it. Oh, very nice. Um, any other plans, uh, except of course covering, uh, Bruce on Broadway, um, any other plans for the fall uh, for the blog? Well, we like I said, we have our 10th anniversary coming up in November, so we're planning a little uh, online powwow among those of us uh, who contribute to see what, what we want to do there. Very sadly, um, you know, not that sadly, <laughs> but sadly for me, um, a year, so when was it? It was, it was towards the end of last year. We had a major server crash. It was actually a server attack. Um, according to the um, our IT people, and just wiped out all of our prior posts. Oh, we had no. to start from, from scratch in in January. So typically on on anniversaries and things, I would go back and do highlights from the from the blog in past years. Um, but unfortunately, I managed to salvage a few of them. But unfortunately, most of them are gone. So we're going to have to come up with something sort of brand new and exciting to celebrate that tenth anniversary in November. Um, so keep an eye out for that would be my advice. I will. And if you decide you want uh, different fans or uh, people to comment about why they enjoy the blog, I would be very honored to write something if you're going to put selections that just talk about why, how I discovered it, how I find it, and how – I mean, in a lot of ways, I think um, Blogness was the first kind of – because I never did hang out in back streets, and I, I – I, but this was the first kind of very accessible online Bruce Springsteen community I found. So if you need a couple people, I'd love to join in and write something about the why it's been important to my Springsteen journey. Well, great. I, I just may take you up on that. Okay, very nice. Um, how is your daughter enjoying college? Uh, she's getting settled in. She's not far, so um, she has been able to to come home for a visit now and again. Good. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's. I think it's a little bit more of an adjustment for me and her mother yes. than it is for her. Uh, something's just not quite right in the house. But um, obviously, I, I uh, I'm thrilled and and proud yeah. and. Um, I know she's going to do great. So we went this past weekend to Stephen F. Austin, which is where Chris graduated from. And uh, we kind of did our, I kept saying, our Glory Days tour. He was he has a new girl, he has a very serious girlfriend. And we went, and he's like, you know, here is my first dorm, and here is my second dorm, and here's the house we bought off. And he, this is where I once got out, like, five minutes in advance like found the teacher going into her car with a paper that was due like i'm on time i swear and he was sharing that story and and it was so i i know she's gonna enjoy the journey um advice i got is you should always take your child's roommate to dinner with you when you go visit because that way you hope their parents will take your kid out to dinner. <laughs> yep. um, I thought that was great advice. Unfortunately, my son's uh, freshman roommate was from China. And, and so the parents never visited. But uh, we loved his roommate anyway. So we, we were glad to take him to uh, uh, dinner anytime we visited. And we always did the Walmart trip. Uh, Chris did point to the Walmart and says... Um, I can't tell you how much money my parents spent every time they visited this Walmart. So, well, well, they need things. They, they, they need. They do, and and you know you're so proud of them, and you want them to do well, and you want to make sure that uh, you know. Um, I'm using Kleenex's toilet paper, Dad. Okay, let me get you some money. You know, and I, they may be using it for pizza and beer, but it just they asked me the right way. I'm I'm a sucker for it. So absolutely, yeah, We're all in the same boat. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to the anniversary. Um, I can't wait to read the reviews you and your fellow um, bloggers, writers on your website are going to have about the show. Um, thank you, as always. I, I love talking to you every time. It, it's just always a joy, and I appreciate it. Um, so enjoy the fall, and we'll talk soon. All right. It's my pleasure. Thank you again for having me. 
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.